there's, there's a little special surprise at the top of the fire tower. <laughs> That's right. You've got to get your bib punched for one, but then there's also optional um, libations. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Coaches on Couches. Bing slouches with two very big non-slouches. Non-slouches. Here today. Got Brian Williams and Sean Hilsden on the couch today. Race directors of Walking Tall, Big Hill Pond, 50K Hat. What is the official name of the race? Just read that hat, Dale. Uh, Big Hill Pond, Walking Tall, 50K (laughs) Every it's go. called it's called Big Hill Pond, it's called a million different things. It. It's just walking tall, fifty k. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. There we go. All right, I'm Coach Dale Sanford, and I am Coach Bryant Funston. We are the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time crunch athletes optimize their performance uh, or optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our five pillars coaching system that has been developed over the last decade through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels, from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about us by going to buildpeakcompete.com, checking Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete, or all up on that Instagram at BPC Performance. Man, I messed that up. yeah, strike my, one. My, my my thing like scrolled on me, and I went back to the top. I was like, ah! <laughs> All right, all right, we'll get to it. But first, shout outs. Shout outs. Love the shout outs. I'll uh, I'll lead off here. So Philip Young and Heather Nichols down at Tupelo Sprint Try. Uh, Philip took the overall male win, and Heather was second overall female. So congrats to them on. Uh, Early season racing. What you got, Funson? I got I got our homies that went and did uh, Big Frog. Oh, massive yeah. crew of people from Memphis. So shout out. No, uh, naming all of them would take too long, but a massive shout out to all those that went over to Big Frog. We had athletes. We had uh, we had friends that all went. Um, and also last one, Will uh, Levy knocked out his longest ride ever, Nashville to Suwanee, 109 miles, uh, and set like new power best for everything. So. It was a uh, it was a good weekend for folks. It's a good day on the bike, fellas. What you got? What do we got? Uh, I'd like Both of you have the same shout out, right? Yeah, we got the same <laughs> shout out. Uh, uh, well, with the North Mississippi Endurance Team, we do have some shout outs for uh, some folks that went out to Tupelo um, and grabbed some age group places. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to my wife for the the Big Hill Pond race this weekend and for the Sheriff's Challenge, 10K. Uh, it's a tough course, especially for a 10K. It'll wake you up. Uh, so shout out to her for getting first overall female. Excellent. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give a shout out to my son who was at the same race, and he ran the 5K and won the overall race. Woo! So my 14-year-old Adam Williams was the overall male champion, or excuse me, overall champion uh, of the 5K. And I would nice. also like to give out a shout out to my wife, Lori Williams, who is coming out of retirement. She's uh Lovingly known as the Running Antichrist, and her last uh, big event was the Sillamore 50K in the Ice Year. 
Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> she retired immediately after that, and the Walking Tall 25K has intrigued her, and she registered nice. last week. There we Excellent. go. Excellent. Yeah, there we go. Awesome cool. Surprise. Don't call it a comeback, right? So, and, and don't ask for a discount, because my wife paid full price, and if she's paying, <laughs> everybody else is paying, too. It all goes to Big Hill Pond. That's hilarious. <laughs> all right. So, let's hop to it. So, you guys have, uh, you know, put massive time and energy into this race and kind of when kind of you know being an outsider not doing a ton of trail racing myself kind of seeing what you guys are putting into it kind of uh gravitated toward it because you were just putting in such a big effort uh i felt like you know you know try as hard as we can to get this this race filled and it's so close and the and the park is so great um so before we go into the race too much let's get an idea of like what you guys do outside of race directing because one this is not your full-time gig and two you don't make a dime on this you intentionally give it all back to the park and to the uh the rangers association and all that stuff so jump into your your backgrounds go for it big dog all right so in in real life i am a financial advisor for raymond james and i've been with raymond james for 10 years and i was with merrill lynch 10 years before that but uh, running and race directing has become almost a second career. Uh, my wife would tell you I probably spend more time doing that than actually at work. Raymond James wouldn't like to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, by, by a career trade, I'm a civil engineer. Um, you know, I went to school at the University of Arkansas. Um, I actually have a family of engineers. My dad and my grandfather are both civil engineers. Uh, and my son is actually uh, showing signs of there's no way I'm going to keep him from being some type of engineer. Oh, really? He's a smart kid. Um, as far as running goes, you know, running outside for fun didn't really come along till about 2014 when I signed up for my first half marathon. But uh, aside from that, health reasons and, you know, just wanting to uh, make a better life change. So kind of got into running. Uh, a year or so later, ran into the trail group and got with Brian and kind of hit it off with him. And, you know, ever since we've been kind of running together, doing a lot of training for some of these harder races. And, um, you know, as things build on each other, you just kind of spiral into, uh, uh, you know, as, kind of keep going as long as you have success. You know, I'm, I've been blessed with having some good races, so I'm going to keep going as long as my body will let me and keep chasing that uh, that next goal. So you're on – you're – in route to your first hundred mile, right? Right now, I am. Yeah, I am. I've been trying to take the uh, the slow train up the the normal distances in the ultra uh, side of it. So you know, I, I I've seen some people jump straight to the hundred miler, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But I've wanted to kind of enjoy each distance and try to feel. You know, the main thing is is coming out of it healthy. Um, sure, exactly. Not yeah. too competitive with some of these guys because. Uh, a lot of these people get to train on some hard stuff out west, out east, and uh, it's just just hard to kind of compete with that mm-hmm. on that level. But going out there, you know, staying in the top half, maybe the top thirty percent, and trying to come out of it healthy is really the the only goals I have in mind. I mean, that's a bit, that's a huge thing along the way is just keeping. You got to keep the journey fun, mm-hmm. uh, and for uh, like for us as coaches, we see it time and time again. You get somebody comes to you and they they have a massive goal of doing this ultra endurance event, whether it's an Ironman or a an ultra or a hundred fifty whatever, and then they don't kind of do that climbing the rank, climbing the ladder of distances, and 
they'll go and they'll train for it and they'll finish it and and then they're done. Yeah. Like mentally they don't they don't really want to do it anymore and this is that you missed the point of the whole mm-hmm. like journey yeah, if you're yeah. just going straight to the big dog and then yep done check that off. Yeah. It's you definitely know. the journey's really worth it, you know, for those that can can be patient with it and really invest in it it's worth it. Well, plus when you finally get there, you're better trained, you have more experience, your, your performance is just going to be better mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you do it right. Yeah, you're able to handle that bigger load when you do do the stair step versus going going all the way in. Uh, and your variety of training right, right. can it, it is so much better. You know, doing the shorter stuff first and using it as a stepping stool to go up the ranks, you can get that variety. When oh, we yeah. were someone who just wants to go long right away, it's like, okay, well, get ready for a lot of zone three stuff zone two stuff and you know the 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 training isn't super interesting no no you're you're making it work Mm -hmm. exactly so when you guys uh like how did you guys come up with the idea or even want to put on an ultra in west tennessee well i think the uh the area has needed a bigger event for a while. We've got a lot of races, and our ultra community is, is actually pretty large. I started running ultras maybe 10 years ago, ballpark. And uh, you got a lot of great events, and the, the community is there. It's uh-huh. just, they're, they're, they're all local events. It's kind of, once you've done a few of them, you've kind of done a few of them. The terrain yeah. is all the same, and, yeah. and people really don't have any idea that there is different things less than, you know, an hour and a half away from Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, there's a whole lot more. You know, if you're in the ultra community and you're training for something, you'll get the same response. I'm going to the Red Loop this weekend, and that's the only place to go. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's more than that, and we just wanted to show that. And give everyone a quick rundown of where uh, this race actually takes place geographically. So geographically, this place, this Big Hill Pond State Park is in McNary County, which is from where we're sitting, we're in Germantown. You're about an hour and 15 minutes uh, east. So just pretend like you're driving to Pickwick and you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much due east. Due east. I mean, you're right on the Mississippi-Tennessee line. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it actually took me, takes it, I don't think it takes an hour and 15, but it's, it's somewhere in there, depending on lights. So do the legal stops. speed limit. Yeah, yeah I don't. Say, that's, so, uh, you know, I like to go fast. Over there. <laughs> and that Everything van, once it gets Everything. up to speed, yeah, <laughs> yeah that van rolls, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's really, really close. And you've been running there for years, right? You have a place out there close by, so that's right. I've got some property six miles from the front door, and so as. I've been training, you know, I go up there with the family and we fish and spend a week or weekends. Uh, you know, we go up there and run, I go up there and run all the time. And the, the park is just amazing, but the trail system was destroyed. I mean, it, it had mm. been left alone to just kind of have trees falling on it for a decade or better. I mean, no oh, telling yeah. how long no, it had really? been wow. just ignored because it's a poor, small community and nobody's there, especially people running the trails. The only people that really went there were uh, horse riders. And so, you know, I always used to laugh. I did the Barkley Fall Classic, and it seemed like every race I was training for was the Barkley Fall Classic because you left there scratched up, torn up, jumping <laughs> logs. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just always wanted to, I wanted it to be nice. I wanted to be able to actually go out there and run. Yeah. And so uh, I took Sean out there a couple of years ago, and we just, you know, if you've run enough races and you've been in the community long enough, sooner or later, I mean, there's a lot to talk about on the trail. You talk about, well, why don't we uh, put a race on out here? And it just kind of evolved from that. So it all started from the run you guys were doing, 
together? Like, hey, training for uh, well, we were both doing signed up for the Barkley Fall Classic okay. in sixteen, which was going to be my first uh, major fifty k, um, and you know that was he's like, let's go, you know, let's get our last big effort, uh, you know, about a month out or so mm-hmm. out there, and it was middle of August, and man, it was hot, and uh, our friend Kieran came out and joined us and you know we came back scratched up and and just completely done so we knew that you know we had given it our best and you know if that wasn't good enough for Barkley then there wasn't anything around here that was going to get you prepared for it yeah so but it, it did its job you know that's that park is tried and true with me uh, every hard race I've had since then we go out there and do that's our the, last long effort yeah. and I'll always do my last long effort you know out there well and I think yeah as we kind of segue towards course description I don't think people really realize how much elevation gain you can get oh, yes. on this side, you know, this side of the state. But, you know, talking to Dale afterwards, talking to Coach Chris, both of which uh, who, who did the race, they're like, man, that was a challenging, challenging race. I, uh, the other day, I tied a marathon, or a couple weeks ago, I tied a marathon together that had over 4,000 feet, had like 4,200 feet. Whew. Yeah, that's a lot. Man. Yeah. Yeah, the course, uh, you know, you say you're talking about the course being, uh, um, you know, overgrown and, and, and trees down everything. It is not at all like that anymore. Uh, there's, you guys have spent, I don't know how many hours do you think you guys have spent working the trails out there? Oh, I I couldn't tell you how many hours we spent out there. It was every weekend for, you know, not every weekend, but for the last year we'd go out there a couple times a month with chainsaws and weed whackers. And, you know, you'd clean the trail up and, you know, you start with just a little narrow path, and then the next time you come through, you make it a little wider. We had to just continually repeat the same trail maintenance until we actually had a trail. And in some places, we had to completely rebuild the trail. I mean, we were out there with shovels and mm-hmm. oh, wow. doing actual creation of trail. And uh, the park, were they like totally totally behind you guys uh, on this whole thing? or The park was all in, surprisingly. Yeah, they us, basically gave us the keys to the park and said, we know you're going to do a good job. You know? Really? Justin oh, King excellent. is the uh, the ranger out there, and uh, he said yes to us when we spoke with him. And I was mm-hmm. like, look, don't say yes unless you're going to spend some time with us because we're going to come out here and we're going to have a race. We're going to yeah. do it. And, uh, you know, a lot of races you'll see the, the park, they enjoy getting the money, but they don't do the work oh, and yeah, he was out sure. there i mean i can't tell you uh he was out there every single time i was out there chainsaw in hand or whatever we were doing for the day he was out there all day on his days off you know oh, wow. the whole nine yards totally behind, so, it then, huh? totally behind it yeah and you can tell too like that the park is is behind it because of uh one how they prepared for the race like uh all like with all the campsites on race day they were all like pristine and they even loaded it up with firewood for everybody. Uh, no, that, like, was like, that was yeah, a last-minute nice. thing. Yeah, yeah, that was super that was nice. I mean, touch. it was great super. Touch. You could tell that they were, like, ecstatic to have, you know, the park full. Um, but then, then like, some of the bigger projects, too. Like, there was a lot of fixes to the boardwalk and stuff like that that had to be done that, you know, I don't, I don't know that maybe you could do it on your own, but you'd have to have the assistance of the park to some extent to get all that lumber Oh, yeah. down there to to help rebuild that boardwalk because it was in bad shape there uh, it was <laughs> it was dangerous at some points and you know not only was the we went down there several times and just had uh boardwalk days where all we did was work on the main boardwalk which is uh it's a little over half a mile i think it's almost three quarters of a mile but uh we'd spend all day replacing wood that they had brought down and the park even 
the Rangers got together. Justin got some Rangers together, and they came down and had a whole weekend where, you know, the park spent the money on the wood, and the Rangers actually had a, a day down there, which okay. was incredible. Yeah. Doing some of the stuff that we couldn't do or uh, didn't really have permission to do. That You know, mm-hmm. structural things, you yeah. kind of need the park to kind of... Yeah. And we went and worked on it. The one time we weren't, went down there and worked on it, it, it actually rained on us, I believe, and it was raining that morning. So that immediately told us, like, man, some of this wood you know, is going to have a problem on race day. And then also it brought up the slick conditions mm. when that old wood that has that moss layer on it, yeah, oh, you yeah. know. It turns like oil. Uh, yeah. It was, it, as soon as it gets it, wet, it's like. It, it, it rained yeah. on race day too. So yeah. we were thankful that uh, we had done the work and we ended up slinging sand all over the, the boardwalk oh, to wow. kind of get yeah. some grip, which actually worked really well. It did. If you go down there today, there's still some sand on it. So yeah, okay. it's. Uh, so how many people would you guys sucker into going with you? Uh, on these on these trail cleanup days, man, I used every friend I owe you <laughs> that I could possibly. You know, I, I've got is on yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then and, and I don't want to forget about Todd Pitts. I know that we we've, oh, we've, yeah. we've called him out before. You know, at the at the end of the race last year, and he got a kind of a special treat. Uh, but he 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 really kind of spearheaded where we couldn't uh, time wise or work wise. He would go out there and and do it. So there was one special guy, um, you know, that really did. The, a really great job. I mean, he was he was our third leg, um, where we you know where we really needed the help, and he just mm-hmm. kind of. So funny story it. about him when we went out maybe t- two weekends before the race to to run the trails. Uh, I was running with a with an athlete of ours, and we we like came up behind a guy who was weed whacking some of the trails, and and he could not hear us, and then we were like, hey, and he goes. Whoa! He like, he like spins around with the weed, or like right, in, like, like right in front of my face. I almost caught a weed eater in the face yeah. uh, that day, but yeah, we scared the daylights out. Who of was him that and, that ran with you? I remember that run. Uh, Jason Cruz. Jason yeah. Cruz. That's yeah, right. and he came out to the race too. Yeah, he was like eighth or something. He like did that. really good. Yeah, good, good day. Yeah, all your athletes did amazing. I mean, Chris came out, crushed it, won the twenty-five k, yeah. and. Uh, his wife did really well. I mean, it was just a great day. For uh, it was a it was a good day altogether. Yeah, but, uh, I have to say something about Chris though. You know, we had that that uh, preview course preview, and and he's probably going to hate me telling this story, but he came out, and I'm running behind him. I'm in behind the lead group with what maybe half a dozen folks in it, and uh, I notice this guy doesn't have any water on him, no bottle. Oh come on, and, Chris. and I'm like, okay, and I didn't. He had let it. You know, his, his hair was different or something. I didn't recognize him from yeah. the back, and I asked him. I was like, what's your name? He said, I'm Chris. Chris, oh yeah, yeah, man. I was like, "Where's your water?" And he's like, "I don't have water." So anyway, I, uh, we, we, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I muled some water for him that day. Uh, so he, he, I think he learned his lesson because he came back and did a great job on the on the 25k. I don't think he was expecting it to be as difficult as yeah, it I think is. That's yeah. the thing. I think he, he didn't, he didn't expect you, the the water. I'll be the first to tell you he wasn't. He yep. came home. He, we saw the next week. We talked about it, and he's like, he's like, I don't like. I could barely keep up going down some of those hills sometimes and like he was just he was crushed by the way like for days after that pre-run that makes me feel good which we're gonna get into (laughs) we're gonna get into some tips for training because uh like like you you know you guys just mentioned you know if you're not prepared for the course and you just assume oh it's west tennessee how how bad can it be (laughs) um yeah that'll come back so let's talk let's talk about let's jump so like just brief rundown of the course and then we'll kind of talk about some of the intricacies of it uh and whatnot um i'll take this one if you go for it 
Uh, well, you know, we had a 25K course set out, um, and we did a lot of that as our as our normal go out there. And most of that trail, most of that 25K would it would be what we did. <clears throat> it made a great loop, and in my mind, it's one of the best 25K courses out there um, because you really don't repeat anything on it. It's it's yeah. kind of a butterfly, uh, what we call a butterfly loop, mm-hmm. uh, where you just kind of share that bridge across the water where you kind of come in and out. But um, you know, you get a little bit of road at the first half mile or so to string everybody out, and then you you hit the course right by the ranger station, the visitor center. And immediately kind of go down and go through, and you get a little sneak peek of the woods and and what kind of uh, you get to go floor. downhill right away. Pretty yeah, and you, I mean, got, <laughs> and you got some technical stuff, and then you go across the bridge and you come up a pretty steep climb, and you get an idea of what kind of climbs you're going to have out there, and it gets your heart rate up immediately, um, you know. And then you hit some horse trail, and then it switches over. You cross uh, over into the other side of the park where you've got um, you know the Big Hill Pond itself. Um, you've got some really good contour trails that take you out and when the leaves are down in the winter especially you can see out and it looks like you're in east tennessee or something you know you got those ridge lines and yeah that remote feel yeah and that's probably one of my favorite sections in the fall or in the winter when the leaves are down is that you just get that feel like you're you're in a complete different place Mm -hmm. uh you know and you come around and and you you make your way through some pretty some pretty place you don't really see any roads especially when you run it and there's enough leaf cover where you can't see the the logging road okay um that it may just be a hundred yards from you but you don't see it you don't so you feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere and you know you keep that feeling until you come upon the railroad tracks then you see your aid station which you know the first aid station is not until six and a half miles in okay uh, so that's that's the one thing that just requires people to carry you know one 20 ounce bottle for sure yeah uh and then some people, you know, probably need two bottles. How about two one-liter bottles? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you got your orange mud pack. Because <laughs> that's, that's what I rolled with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you run it hard enough and it's a warm day, like it ended up turning in to be quite a warm day last year, um, you know, you'll need some water, you'll need some salt before you even get to the first aid station if you want to stay ahead of the curve. But, you know, yeah. once you, and then once you hit that dogwood loop section that's south of the tra- railroad tracks, uh, you know, you're in for a really, really good treat as far as uh, just being out in the middle of nowhere and seeing some swamp, seeing some some kind of climbs, some good mountainous climbs, uh, a really good descent. There's a 140-foot uh, descent that you get right away. You, okay. cli- you climb up the 140 feet from yeah. the railroad tracks, and then you, you go down, and you actually drop about 25 feet below the railroad tracks when you get into the bottoms. And so you make a huge elevation change over maybe a third of a mile half yeah a that's, mile a fast. that's a quad buster right there uh, and so and then you get that both directions uh if you're doing the 50k so you get to experience the up and the down and and you know in both of its glories mm-hmm. uh then you come back around and you go through you cross back over and go on the west side of the park and you uh hit the uh azalea trail and azalea springs trail and you get some ferns you kind of go through a fern forest where you're like man i'm like in a jungle uh, then you hit the boardwalk and the boardwalk comes out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. And then you climb up to the tower and, uh, just, you know, the, that sounds well, like you got cool, you got to uh, backtrack, cool, man. You cool just tried feet. to skip the tower. Yeah. Right. I know. That, yeah. You, that sounds like a highlight. D- Dale had the, the pain face, uh, picture man. From, the, from the fire tower. The second time up the fire tower. The second time at mile 21 will yeah, really yeah. knock your quads. Oh out, my man. gosh. Go up was fine. Going down yeah. was the problem. Probably not something you see in many races. Uh, no adding a no. fire tower to the No, and, you know, it's the highest point on the park as well. And when you do the 50K, 
you're coming up the, the highest climb, the backside of the park is higher than the front side. So you actually okay. have more. The 50K second half has more elevation than the 25. So you just run this two different directions? So, well, he described it as that, a butterfly. But... So most of the courses, everybody runs the 25K, which is one wing. Okay. And then the 50Kers run the back half, gotcha. which is the second wing of the butterfly okay. with just a smidge overlap. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's really not much. Yeah, yeah the, not the overlap much. is all in the opposite direction. Okay. So the trail feels different. Yeah. You, especially if you haven't been out there before and you're running this thing, you know, virgin straight mm-hmm. off the bat, mm-hmm. you, you don't even know where you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't know that until you get to the railroad tracks and you're like, okay, well, I've been here before. But okay. then you run that loop counterclockwise instead of so clockwise. It looks different. Yeah. looks different. The elevation comes at you different. And when you got those many miles on your legs, that course runs a lot harder counterclockwise. Okay. So it's even without the miles, would you say it's harder? Uh, you know, you kind of, if you're fresh on it, you know, a lot of, there's a, there's a, a segment out there that uh, we keep battling with. Um, I think it's around, what, well, around 30 minutes or 30, 30 yeah, the 32. Loop. The it's, dogwood loop is a. It's 3.1, 3.2 miles. And it's got about seven or so, 700 feet, something across there. I don't remember, but uh, you can look at the segment. Up, up and down, huh? Yeah. 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 And, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's a fun that is an awesome place if you want to go out and just get some fast hill repeats in the loop fashion. Mm-hmm. You go out there and park by the railroad tracks and try to beat that KOM. Okay. And so that's a fun a fun thing to do. So each so going around the loops, the 25K has to go up the fire tower. It's what, 84 steps? 81. 81 steps. Uh, the, the 50K goes up twice. Right. You and, catch it again at and down. 21. And down. Uh, so... Um, there's a little special surprise at the top of the fire tower. <laughs> That's right. You've got to get your bib punched for one, but then there's also optional um, libations. Optional thank, aid. Thank absolutely. You, thank you, Charlie, from Lily. Charlie, yeah, Charlie Graham is that. Yeah. And Connor Hayden took pictures up there, which turned out for some amazing shots. The pictures shots. are great. The yeah, pictures yeah. are just. And by high optional libations, we're talking. Fireball. Your normal trail yeah, fare. Normal yeah. trail uh, optional libation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the fireball at the top of the fire tower mm-hmm. when your lungs are on fire and your legs. Yeah. And then <laughs> you get right. to bring it all together. It is. That's like poetic. Really. So, my favorite picture from last year is a uh, buddy of mine, Michael Herons, who is scared of heights. And oh, wow. we took him out there to run a few times. And he would, he refused. He would not go up. You'd go up there with your buddies and you wouldn't think anything about it. And you'd look down and, and there'd be Michael at the bottom. He'd be like, come on up. And no way. So during the race, he actually got enough guts to get to the top. He wasn't going to do it. He wasn't going to do it. Really? But you get a fire tower challenge coin for going up. So you get okay. extra bling for getting okay. your bib punched. And so go. he got up there. And my favorite picture is him taking a fireball shot. He just <laughs> is just overjoyed the relief of being yeah. done with the fire tower yeah. along yeah. with a little drink. You've uh, been stressing about it for yeah. weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Now, one thing I'll say about the fire tower and the challenge coin, I don't know if we would have had the challenge coin if we hadn't been surprised by the fact that about we we were only about 30% of the people we were taking up there were doing the fire tower. I think or maybe it's the other way around. About about 30%. About 30 would say no. Yeah. And it'd be people that you would have no idea. Just I mean, it'd be like if we went on a group run and all of a sudden you decided you'd look down and you're not going up. And it'd be like, that. why? Why aren't yeah. you coming up? And uh, so we decided to make it part of the, you know, give it a little extra to give people a little incentive, incentive to, like to go up and, and a little extra challenge. I like it. Yeah. 
That's cool. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, the by the, the fire tower is like solid. There's no movement to no. that. I've been on some fire towers oh, yeah. that are a little <laughs> sketchy. It's not like a fire ladder. No, no, no. no <laughs> that thing's solid as can be. Well, you've got to figure that the the park ranger. You know, I mean, this is a state park, and they're allowing us to go up. 400 people to run up their fire tower, mm-hmm. and in some cases twice. It's got to be pretty safe. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's certainly if you're scared of heights, it's going to be. And you can see through it, which doesn't help, mm-hmm. but it is solid. I mean, it's not going to sway in the wind or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's. So, all you that are scared of heights, don't worry about it. And the good news yeah. is, is that as you come up the ladder or the stairs, they alternate in the middle to kind of help balance the metal on the structure okay. so that you don't get that, the, at least for a little bit, the drip of the sweat coming off of everybody above you. It, more than likely, there's a 50% chance you're going to miss that. Don't look up with your mouth open. Don't look up with your mouth yeah. open. So it's kind of become our, uh, you know, if you've ever run Sillimore, everybody dreads the creek crossing. Uh-huh. You know, and that's all people talk about going into yeah. a month. What am I going to do when I get to the creek crossing? The fire tower has become our creek crossing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a real, it's a very special part of, of the course of the race. And it, I mean, it's on the logo. There you go. That's right. Isn't it? It was on the it's logo. On, it's, it's on, on the website. It's on the website. It's on the website. It's on the, yeah. it's on the, so, uh, it's on the official. <laughs> WalkingTall50k.com. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it is a definitely a, a special part of the course. So, let's total, talk. Total elevation gain? Yeah. It's, what, For 40, the 25K is 2,000 and the 50K is 4,200, which yeah. I always relate it to Sillimore if you've run Sillimore. Uh, Sillimore is, what, 3,500 right there total? Yeah. Yeah, that's about so right. So it kind of puts you where 700 more than Sillimore. Okay. There you go. Yeah, for those One in the area. Of course. And, and you know, Is once that again, with the fire tower? That's with the fire yeah, tower. Yeah, yeah. fire tower. And you can, if you look at your elevation profile on, on uh, Garmin or Strava or whatever, Garmin's the best because it gives you that accuracy. Mm. Uh, you know, you get your little spike right yeah, there. You yeah, can, you can see where it is on the course. You know <laughs> you know awesome. it's coming. Yeah. So let's let's kind of transition a little bit and talk about, like, how you guys ended up getting so many people in the first year, because that's, from what I understand and from being in this uh, industry a long time, that's like unheard of to get, especially for an ultra trail race, to get 300 people in the first year. It's pretty unheard of. And is this your guys' first race directing that you've done? Or yes, you done it's mine. For me, yeah, absolutely. First race directing, first race, obviously, and you had a, had an awesome turnout, so... I think this is great for someone who's maybe interested in putting a race on as as well. We're both really good preparers, um, and you can see it from how we get ready for races. You know, I mean, we want to be prepared and over prepared. Mm-hmm. And I think that from day one, when it was solidified that hey, you know, we got a race and it's on Ultra Sign Up, and especially when it went on sale from day one. And I, I have to give Brian a lot more credit than than myself because I'm a, a professional procrastinator. Yeah. Uh, he kept me on track. Uh, Every week, if not every day, we were communicating about, you know, tasks and who's doing what and we need to check on this. And, and so, um, you know, it just worked out well. Just from like a logistics standpoint or is that from like a promotional standpoint? Both. Uh, Both. Yeah, he, absolutely. He had great ideas. Um, we had, he had also good connections with graphics folks uh, okay. and just that people would give us some ideas. Uh, what do we use? Andy? Atomic graphics, Atomic Andy's graphics. Atomic graphics. Yeah, we used him, and and he had some good options for us, and he worked with us really well, and gave us some you know some deals, some friend mm-hmm. discounts, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, everybody in the community that we run with, that's the great thing about the trail community is that it's a it's a group effort, and even though we're race directors, there's so many more people 
to thank and to give some credit to for uh, you know making it to where it was as uh, good as it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we tried very hard. Every chance that we could, we tried to keep it about community, mm-hmm. whether that be giving the money to Big Hill Pond and the Rangers Association sure. or the aid stations were run by the local uh running clubs okay. uh you know journeyman racing yeah. uh lift heavy run long um yeah. memphis in motion had the 50k aid station mississippi endurance. north mississippi endurance um so you know the food after the race was local to the area it wasn't you know it was the local mexican restaurant you Ooh. know we we bought our finishers awards speaking came from, brand's language yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm in count me in the finishers awards came from uh uh, the museum, Buford Pusser Museum, which is oh, where the by name by the way, comes the, from. the award is fantastic. It's you know, throw your throw your medals aside. You're gonna you're gonna fight over the yeah. The big that's what stick. I forgot to bring up here. It's I in my it's, truck. I think, I think that's it over there. I have right? one on over here. Yeah, I've, I've got the race director's edition oh. in my truck, and uh, I've totally forgot to bring that up. The winners, the winners is like an axe, a full like axe handle. Yeah, it's a it's a full. It, the background of the race is again community. So. Um, McNary County's known for Buford Pusser, who's a sheriff who cleaned up the area using, he didn't believe in guns, he used a big stick. And so walking tall was kind of his motto. And okay. there have been movies, I think The Rock made one, but there were some legit movies made that were actually about his life <laughs> uh, in the 70s made. But uh, so, so we, we kept it. Uh, walk tall and carry big sticks. Carry huh? big sticks. Huh? So huh? the finisher's item is an actual beat stick coming from the Buford Pusser Museum oh, in Adamsville. Cool. Uh, which is just great. I mean, that's we actually, yeah. it, it is a true, I think every single person that crossed the finish line pretended they were going to hit me with it when they were, once they got it. <laughs> but we actually had one that was taken away by the uh, airport TSA, airport security. So there was a, a friend of mine that came down from New Hampshire or excuse me, Connecticut. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, he went to fly home and they wouldn't let him fly. They took it. Really? <laughs> so oh, wow. I had to mail him UPS, oh, a, a, wow. another finisher's item. So, and there's also there's also one for the last place person in there. Yeah, a little stick. There's a DFL stick, yeah. which is a that's little. A good it's a, right? a tiny stick about like this. A it's a little axe handle toothpick with uh, <laughs> walking weird. tall on it that is also custom made from the from oh, the museum. Yeah, that and is the, awesome. Uh, the so you winner. Met, you mentioned ahead. you had someone come down from uh, Connecticut. Is that Connecticut. What you said? How how was the turnout? Was it primarily Ooh, we had some local? Was it yeah. a lot of states? It was amazing. We had like twenty one or 22? twenty two states last year wow. registered. Yeah, it was um, incredible. It was oh, great. The twenty five k we sold three hundred and seventy five bibs for a three hundred and fifty person race. Twenty five k is almost sold out today, and we even added spots. I mean, we've got sixty something spots left. So is there a cap from the park? or um, We put a cap on it ourselves. Uh, we did that for a lot of reasons, but one, we wanted to keep the integrity of the race right. Mm-hmm. You know, We want it to be uh, something that you're proud of. And personally, I know we both like not smaller races. That's not the right answer. But trails can only take too much when you're, you yeah. know, you don't want to have to be crowded. And you want some alone time out there. I yeah. personally want to feel like you're alone. Mm-hmm. I want to feel like you're in the woods, yeah. you know, and if you have too many people, that just goes away. And so we just decided to put a cap on it. Yeah, about that 300, 400 mark is, is kind of what we That's kind of your thought to keep it? Okay. To keep it. I and felt it pretty alone for about five and a half hours. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure you did. And, it, you know, we stagger start them, too. So the 50K goes an hour early. Okay. So that they will continue they to get that. So you out. can kind of yeah. clear out and then... Uh, the larger race, the 25K, which is 
a heck of a race in its own rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, comes an hour later with 225 this year. Oh wow! Cool. So um, you guys, so you guys, we and we talked about this in the past and wanting to keep this true to like the classic ultra, put a time cap on it, time limit, and you know some people are for or not for that. I'm all for it, just to kind of you know to make the finish an achievement. Uh, you know, to get your, your finishing time and to get your finishers swag, like you have to finish in X amount of time. So what's the, what is the cap? So the cap for the 25 K is eight hours just because of the 50 K is backed by, but the 50 K is a true nine hour. That's the historical cut for a 50 K is nine hours. And we cut it. I mean, we are spot on the cuts because we both Sean and I, we battled back and forth on this. It was from day one. And then probably half a dozen more times after that, just bringing it back up as Just to make sure, because, you know, you mm-hmm. want your friends. These are our friends that are running and supporting us. And But it came down to exactly what you said. We want it to be a true accomplishment. Mm-hmm. We want our race to be something that you're proud of. When you finish and you've got your bat or your challenge mm-hmm. coin and you say that I've done the race, we want you to be excited, you know, mm-hmm. something that I, you're proud years from now. I can guarantee you that there are several people that came in probably within the last... 10 to 15 minutes of the, of the time cut that can attribute their, um, their efforts there towards the end, instead of just saying, I'm going to walk it in, mm-hmm. you know, they, they gathered the effort and the fortitude to, to mm-hmm. finish running where you could run, you know, hiking fast where you had to hike and bringing it in, in time. And I think that that time you had cut, to actually race it. You had right? to, you had to race it. And so I think that was in their mind and I know it, it can attribute to their success in finishing. And that makes every finisher in my mind, put the effort in the same as the first place guy you Absolutely. know the guy that finishes last yeah. i mean he was tickled pink to get the dfl stick mm-hmm. i mean he got a free pair of shoes too for being yeah. last but yeah, that's awesome. i mean he made it by like 30 seconds and you should have seen the crowd of people that stood around the finish line that's because they knew. Yes. and you can see him about i don't know a tenth of a mile or farther out uh-huh. and people are screaming because everybody's watching the watch yeah. and yeah. you know the clock's ticking and uh-huh. the, 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 talking about tearing down the finish line and Man, they were giving it everything they had. That's, and it was, that's some of the most exciting things you hear about. We got know, some big Iron hugs Man's out there. where everyone yeah. goes back and starts washing the, those yep. final finishers. That's right. yeah, I was going to ask, was it a similar thing? But it you, was exactly. And I way. expect this year it'll be even bigger because mm-hmm. people know that we're really going to turn the clock off. And, yeah. you know, and there's a reason to be there. We have a pavilion and we have beer and free food and burritos you were just talking about the burrito yeah i mean so there's a reason to hang around and Mm -hmm. spend the day in the park with your friends it's not just i'm here i'm finished and now i'm gonna go home yeah yeah i mean i i mean i one of the reasons why i immediately signed back up when it opened up and and obviously wanted to offer some more support for the race is because we had such a great time last year like i destroyed myself and we went uh we went camping like we went we stayed friday and saturday night and camped in the park and did the race but then it wasn't just about the race itself it was about like a weekend it's a weekend experience uh, yeah with with friends and with chris so, coach chris and his wife camped with us and we had a blast so talk just a little bit about that you know say so you had 22 different states were people staying out there what what is the lodging look like how many camping spots are there someone's gonna camp is it cabins available is it are you staying in memphis and driving over yeah we were prepared to for overflow camping which didn't get 
is used as much as we thought, but we were prepared for an extra, you know, what, 30 people or so to have sites if they wanted to just park, like remote camping? throw a tent. Okay. No, it's right there by, you know, in the general vicinity um, of, of the other campground. Okay. You're, you're within a few hundred yards of that. The but. park has three or four remote camp sites that you can, but nobody did that. Nobody gotcha. wanted to be that far away from the race. Yeah. Okay, so it's all right kind yeah. of the stage. It's, yeah. I mean, literally, it's you know, less than a quarter mile from the start line. Okay. Yeah, the course goes through the campground at okay. the split and then at the finish as well. And that last the last aid station is basically right at the okay. at it's the campground. Peak yeah. of the campground. And we RV have, hookups or stuff like that for someone. No electricity. Trailers, That's or? the only downside. Yeah. You have a great shower and bathroom facility. Okay. Yeah, they yeah. really were uh, good. Yeah. Uh, I mean it's so you have that, but you gotta deal with, you know, no power and and you have to get your water from up there, but okay, um, you know. So, so most people were they staying in Memphis and coming? So we had the gambit. The campground was completely sold out, plus a little overflow. We had people that drove up morning of because, like I said, it's only an hour and fifteen minutes from Germantown. Yeah. Uh, and then we had people staying in every little hotel that you could find. You know, thirty minutes outside of the park, which was great because. The ranger was getting feedback. You know, we talk about community. Well, yeah. the surrounding area was sold out. I mean, I mean, literally, it, huh? yeah, they were oh, just in love great. with it. Yeah. You know, you got utility companies are up there doing work, and they bring people to stay mm-hmm. for weeks on end, and mm-hmm. they rely on some of these extended stay places and things like that. And like Corinth, which is only about twenty or so minutes away, uh, you know, it would they, they couldn't find anything to stay because Walking Tall had all the hotels and everything booked up. That's awesome. So, you know, and this is one of the smallest, poorest communities in Tennessee. And yeah. to see all this going on was just, it's I mean, it's the income boost. That oh, got. it was the biggest yeah. event they've had. And I can't tell you, I mean, it was the biggest event the parks ever had. But awesome. as far as the community goes, it was, it was right up there with anything they do, which was just amazing to see, which in turn gave us more support from the oh. community as well. So it was just a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and on the topic of community, you guys have a, a Facebook group that is probably the most charged up race race g- Facebook group I've ever seen. Like, what is that group? Weeks. It's uh, it's just the Big Hill Big Pond, Hill Big Hill Pond, Pond Walking yeah. Tall group, and okay. it's it's closed, but it doesn't mean it's closed for any reason. Uh, just about every day, one of the two of us are, are approving somebody. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we want everybody to be a member and a, and a part of it, but we want to kind of keep out people that aren't like-minded. So that's the only reason it's closed. Yeah. Yeah. If you have interest in the race and interest in doing the race, join the group because you're going to find out every, everything you ever wanted to know about the race and the people racing. And for weeks on end, not before, I mean, it's like nonstop before, but for weeks after, and even to this day, people are posting in there, you know, about what they're doing now. And like, how they're preparing for this year's walking tall. It's just a, it's a, it's kind of crazy to see a, a race community page have that much engagement. Uh, but it's probably why you have so many people. And, and if you want to go out there and you don't know anything about the area and you want to check out the trail safely and feel good about it, that you're going to come out and not get too lost. Uh, if you just throw something out there, somebody will bite, somebody mm-hmm. will come and, and guide you. And the, everyone gets to stay at Brian's place. Correct? Yeah, that's okay. right. Absolutely. <laughs> so we, we were extra overflow camping. Like yeah. <laughs> so let's jump ahead. What, uh, what's anything new for 2019? So right off the top of my head, we are going to acknowledge, uh, 
finishers two or more times. So not if you did the 25K or and then did the 50K, but if it's your second 25K or second 50K, uh, the finishers items, the bat will be the same, but we're going to brand the bat to market so that you have something different as far as swag goes cool. instead of getting the same metal every year. We want to stay true to the to the item and the you know the the walking tall, yeah. so we're going to keep the bats, but it won't be exactly the same. So you'll know I've done two cool. of gotcha. something, and we're going to continue that hopefully forever. So nice. if you get three or four, and then eventually you know we'll do like everybody else. If you've got a five time finisher, maybe you get a jacket. So that's the first thing, like a green jacket, <laughs> <laughs> fitted. <laughs> so the course we're going to keep the same. Um, we were talking about adding a second rope uh, climb. I without who adding you, any used distance. The rope. Some people used a rope. I yeah, no you, rope. Should, you should see this the uh, the it, pictures we had. Yeah, it, it, it was a lot of fun to come around that corner and, and there's a hidden hill right close to the finish line that uh -huh. shocked some people. You don't see it till you're right. You don't on. see it till literally. Well, you, you could you, literally put your hands down and <laughs> and climb. It. But so. By the railroad tracks, there's a uh, the trail used to go up and then down some stairs, and it got washed away. Well, I found the old trail, and so there are no more stairs, but we were going to add a rope there. But the railroad companies come back and actually fix that part. Okay. So instead of having to run down the railroad uh, right away easement for either right away for a little while, uh, you're actually going to have trail this year. So that's that's a little better. But okay. uh, I kind of miss the fact that we're not going to have a rope. The second rope. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was entertaining because it it last year it rained the night before, so that hill being more like uh kind of a little more clay in it uh mm -hmm. was pretty, it was pretty slick. Over slick. Pretty quick. It's pretty slick. Yeah, yeah we, the rope wasn't really needed in my opinion, but if it had rained all during yeah. the race, that's the reason. Yeah, if it was sloppy, it would have. Yeah, if it was sloppy, it would have been a. tough We had been yeah. through too many slippery, sloppery uh, races that year. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> just just to know what what to expect and you know we're we're pretty seasoned and we have you know some good uh experience in some of these harsh conditions and technical terrain and you know if it's hard for us it's gonna be hard for a lot of people yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll add in there that uh this year we're we're happy to help support the hydration uh on course so there'll be precision hydration products at every aid station on course uh so you won't have a won't have to worry about your your electrolyte needs uh, out on course. So we're happy to support that way. Thank Working you, on a few more things to to uh, amp things up a little bit, but uh, we'll keep those keep those on the DL for right now. Anything else new for 2019? We're gonna have a fire uh, that goes along with the branding. It works out well. But you know, one of the comments um, we didn't have a comment box out there, but just from word of mouth, you know it. It would rain that morning, sun came out for a little bit, and then it kind of got a little windy, I think. And people that were just finishing, you know, if you've ever done a long endurance event like that, you lose all your electrolytes, and sometimes you get the shivers, and, you know, you get all that going on. And so one thing people kind of asked was like, hey, <laughs> can, we have a, uh, can we have a big campfire, you know, you or see a big me bonfire? laid out on a picnic table for about 20 minutes? <laughs> so we're going to have a bonfire. It's going to give us a place to keep the brand hot. And, uh, and people to gather around and just be a little bit more of a social gathering area. Mm -hmm, um, yeah. and, and, of course, we have um, Flat Hat, which if some of you, uh, your triathlete guys have probably seen them, yep. you'll see them again coming up at uh, the Memphis May Yeah, they've been supporting event. a lot of races. Um, Man, they have been supported that. to the made an in a big way. Yeah. So, um, you know, shout out to them because they're a great uh, group of people, Good, some good uh, cold beverages, 
And, you know, once again, they're, they're supporting our race. So thank big shout out to Mike Sadler and his group out there with a uh, flat hat. Alter's back again this year. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alter's back in, um, and they're going to do something special. They're a good, good shoe company and, uh, very supportive of these types of races. This is their bread and butter race, uh, group. And so, uh, we're just happy to have, have them involved again. Cool. Sweet. So let's, uh, to end this off, we want to, we want to throw in some tips on how to train properly for this, uh, not necessarily throw together a training program or anything like that, but just some things to, to focus on during your training, uh, so that you can be better prepared for this race. Cause I know when we were, when we initially talked about it, um, you know, you had said you thought that people were going to probably be about 45 minutes slower than like a Sillamore, uh, course time. So it is, it's, it's a, I mean, it's not a, not a fast course, not a slow course. Um, but there is a ton of elevation. And so having done the, the full 50 K, my number one thing would be, uh, prepare for the downhills more than the uphills. Uh, you know, you want to do hill running, obviously make sure you're, you're got some good strength built into your, your running strength, running and hill running, but you're going to run downhill so much and, and steepness to the point where it's almost uncontrollable. Like mm-hmm. you have to like slow you, you have no choice, but to slow yourself down. Your quads are going to take the beating of their life. And so if you don't prepare for the downhill running, you're going to be sorry. And that's speaking from experience. That's a consistency say. across a lot of everybody here. In fact, Brian brought it up last night on our trail run out at the four, out at the Wolf River. There's hard. It's very hard to train for downhills with that type of impact on you around mm-hmm. here. Yep. So yeah, I mean, you can do a stairwell. I, I spend a little time at Clark Tower stairwell uh, going up and down, and the ups are great. So, but the stairwell doesn't do the slapping impact yeah, on no. your quads. That, yeah, it works your calves, but there's nothing. I can't. You doesn't know, put the it doesn't, doesn't put the put load the, into the knee and the quad that that running downhill does, and and not only that you're running downhill but you're also some of it's loose loose terrain, um, you know you're kind of having to like turn your body sideways sometimes to try to slow yourself down. So it really is it, the only way to to simulate it is to run downhill. Go yeah. go go run the course. Go run find the steepest downhill you can and do downhill repeats on it. The The only other thing that I've worked on with somebody in the past, we had an athlete who did Western States last year, and uh, when we were preparing him for it, we did a bunch of, like, um, during the strength training, we did a bunch of, like, depth jumps and depth drops. So we would do mm-hmm. weighted drops off of, uh, like, a 18-inch platform. And so just preparing the body to, to decelerate you know, at that, at, you know, significant load. Um, yeah. I do the same thing. You know, when we were preparing, we just did GDR not too long ago. And, um, we had a little bit different experience, I think with the downhills. Um, our preparation difference was, you know, he did Clark towers, Clark tower stairs. Um, I would go out to the forest or and especially, um, Robinson Hill. If you come around, not Jackson Hill, but the one that's just past the organized campground turnaround for a Swamp Stopper, and you go down that, um, I would put on a 20 to 30 pound weighted vest and do hill repeats, which you get to the down and the ups mm-hmm. in that location. So if any local people are looking for a place to to do a, a little bit longer, you get about a you know 
four tenths of a mile, almost half a mile of a continuous downhill grade that is steep enough to simulate, you know, walking tall. Um, but throw on a little bit of extra weight, put a, mm-hmm. put a pack on, put, put a bladder of water in it, get you at least 10 pounds to 20 pounds on you. And, and it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. The other part is strength work. If you're not doing any type of strength training to, you know, to build the foundation and build the, your body's durability, um, you're going to, you know, there's only also much you can gain by just slogging out tons of miles and just doing, if you're training on, you know, especially on the road and flat and, uh, you know, the trails that we have in the, in the general vicinity here are all pretty flat. So, and very cushioned and like, so if that's all you're doing, you're, you're really not going to develop the fatigue resistance and durability that, uh, it's going to take to have, uh, a day that you're proud of, I would say maybe, uh, you know, in a situation like this, having to go up and down 4,200 feet of elevation and a, and a fire tower or that's part of the fire. But anyways, so getting in the strength work is, is key. Um, obviously, you know, just part of, part of training in general is, is knowing the course. So I would say personally, if like, I know you guys have a few pre-run days and, and training days like that. If you're local, get out there and do the pre-runs. Uh, even if you take it super easy, uh, just know, kind of know what's coming at you. Um, you know, I, that's like one of the best things. If I hadn't gone out there, I think my race would have gone totally different because the, the, the first 25 K is, um, while it was well marked, uh, I still would have got lost like during the race, but having to like go and figure it out the the time before it helped helped tremendously yeah there's that one location uh right as you come down off of azalea which i think we're gonna it's gonna be a little different this year from what the railroad changed but where you come down and if you go by the old trail i don't think it's there on the map anymore for the park but you can look across the railroad tracks and see a a marker on the tree across the railroad tracks which you shouldn't really see until you go around cross at the crossing go up and down the hill and then there you are but that's where the old trail used to cross the railroad tracks. Mm. And so the railroad company doesn't allow that anymore. And the park doesn't uh, do that for, you know, obviously safety and insurance purposes. So um, that's one thing I think I remember seeing your Strava that you had crossed, I think, uh, uh, the railroad tracks at that point. Yeah. And come back. Yeah. So uh, he got a little extra mileage. Well, a little, a little extra. Yeah. Get your bang <laughs> for your buck out there. So, I, and then we got back to the car and I was like, if this race is going to be like, four miles longer. <laughs> but yeah. so my, my last big tip, and this is kind of what we do a lot with, uh, mostly with, with people training for ultras is, um, uh, because the course can vary your time so much, we, we get everybody to train by time. So like, you know, where, whereas you might go out, go out and do a, and this happened to me a little bit in training is you go out and do a 20 mile run and you're done in three hours uh, but you know, you still got, you know, uh, if you went out and did that on the trail, it might take you four, five right. more, you know, so your body's just, if you do that and then you go here on this challenging course where you're going to have to be hiking and up and down and stuff like that, you're, you're not going to be prepared for that. The duration that you're going to yeah, be out there. Time That's on right. feet. Man. Time on feet. I mean, your uh, your 10 minute mile you know, in the first five miles is not going to be a 10 minute mile when you're on 26. I promise no. you that much. Yeah. 
No, I've, I've come to expect no faster than a 1230 to a 13-minute average out there. Uh, doesn't matter how hard I want to run. or. And how would that compare to, just kind of relatively speaking for someone who's listening, how would that compare to, a, say, a road marathon? You know, I always say that even if you go off of um, your road pace, let's say you have a, a your standard 10K pace or something's an eight-minute pace, mm-hmm. you can add two minutes to that for sure at most trails, Shelby Forest especially. Wolf River, you can probably just add a minute to a minute and a half because it's fairly flat out there and fairly runnable. Um, but Big Hill Pond, you're going to add two to three minutes to your pace. Yeah, I, I usually say most athletes, depending on what level of athlete you are, uh, you're just by stepping on dirt, you're going to slow down yeah. 30 to 45 seconds. And then when you, you know, roads aren't trails, you're going to have more elevation on the trail. So you can yeah. basically add a minute just because mm-hmm. you're going to have more elevation, no matter where you go, really. I mean, it's going to be, it's not graded to drive on. So it's going to be different. So yeah. I agree. I, I see it every time somebody comes out and is a road runner and they just want to get into the, uh, the trail running, you know, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to expect them to turn their ankle. And then the second thing is, is that they're going to sit there and be really concerned about their pace. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. don't look at your watch. Just go off a of feel. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like it's tough, it's tough. It doesn't matter what pace it is. And you're getting that same effort level workout yep. uh, that you would on the road. Yep, for sure. I'm going to add one more training tip. And it, it sounds like people need to be really prepared to do a hard stare effort followed by a fireball shot. Yes. So yes. So work that into so, your training. That's right. Just work a few of those intervals in. And practice, always invite your Friday night. <laughs> See if you can sneak a flask of fireball into the into ATC Fitness and your... get on the stairwell and <laughs> add a third bottle when you're oh, running. Yeah. <laughs> you got your orange mud and a little flask. flask. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, all right, guys. We appreciate you guys coming out and giving your time and. Uh, Got anything to end with? I got one shout out that we forgot to do. It's a huge one. All right, go for Bank it. Bank of Maneri County. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I could not County. go. McCall Wilson. Yes. Uh, yeah. McCall, I'm sorry we forgot during the, the little shout out section we did a few minutes ago. Yes. But Bank of Maneri County, thank you so much. Huge uh, supporter. Yeah. It, it's, it's just hard to say it. If you are living in that area, even if you don't, bank with them. Uh, they know what they're doing over there. Man, they are all about community. And the, the race started at 503C, Friends of Big Hill Pond. Uh, and of course the bank is doing all our banking and, and helping us out there. And, you know, they're just all about giving back. You know, I went over to his office and just looking around and hearing some of the stories, you know, do business with them. They are the real deal and they care about you and they care about nice things where you live. And, uh, I can't say enough. Thank you. Yep. McCall's a good dude for sure. And, uh, ran the 25 or he ran the 50 K last year, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good times. All right. Appreciate you guys hanging out, listening, watching. We will catch you guys next time. Adios.